This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So it's time to take a look at energy again because the stocks are cheap. They're back out of favor. Energy is having one of its worst months here in May 2023 since November 2021. That was a while ago because remember 2022 was mostly good times for energy because of the Ukraine war and the spike in both natural gas and crude prices. So energy earnings soared in 2022, but they're coming way down off of those highs. Uh, back kind of to more what I would call normalized levels here in 2023. Uh, we had OPEC cuts a couple weeks ago, sudden cuts, and that sent WTI back up near 80, but that has also faded now. And crude is back under 70 suddenly at around $68. And that is putting pressure on the stocks as well. So it's time to look and see, are these values or are these value traps? Now, remember the companies, at least on the production side of things, they're very profitable if WTI stays over $65 a barrel, um, but you won't see the huge dividends that you saw last year. And we're already kind of seeing that in the recent quarters, even in the first quarter here of 2023, the uh, variable dividends were much lower than last year's because crude prices are down and natural gas prices are down. Most of the producers are unhedged. So they're just going off of whatever the crude and gas prices are, and that's going uh, back to the shareholders, but it's much lower than last year for now. But oil analysts believe crude will be back to $90 a barrel and maybe go even a little bit higher by summer, saying the fourth quarter of 2023. Some are saying the first quarter of 2024. So in about six months, give or take, we could maybe see oil back to 90. But uh, if you're an investor, you really only need oil for WTI, at least back to around 80 and sustain around 80 to get real good dividends and no demand destruction out there in the marketplace back at 80. And uh, things would be looking good for, um, again, the dividends and for the companies, they'd be generating very good free cash flows. They'd still be able to pay down any debt and invest in capex if it was around 80. So I would be satisfied if it even got back to 80. Anything above that is just kind of gravy at this time. But we'll see. We'll see if these oil analysts are getting it right. Now, they don't always get it right. That's the thing, right? Um, so uh, we'll see. We'll see if this $90 call really holds up. Um, but the street has abandoned the stocks again. They were the best performing sector, energy was, on the S&P 500 for two years in a row, 2021 and 2022, coming off those very deep uh, you know, sell-off during COVID in 2020. 
And now they've said, oh, this is done. We're out of here. And so the stocks look cheap again. But are they traps? Are they traps based on the earnings? So let's take a look at five energy companies. Now, this time, I'm not only going to look at the producers. I am going to look at the service side and at least one big oil because I want to get a bigger view on what is going on in the entire industry out there. I didn't look at any freestanding refiners, though, in these five stocks. Um, But let's dive in and see what is going on out there with the earnings estimates and how cheap these stocks are. So let's start with the services side. Now, remember, services isn't going to be moved as much by the price of oil. But as oil has come down, everybody has thrown out the baby with the bathwater, and that includes these services stocks. They have come way down off of uh, recent highs, and so they're cheap right now. But uh, let's take a look and see what's happening with those earnings. Because remember, services is the producers deciding to spend more on CapEx, want to drill more or and explore more. So they hire the services companies to help them do that. Hey, we need some more rigs. Hey, we need this piping. Hey, we need this, that, you know, another thing. Um, and we're going to hire you to do it. So it's a little bit different focus than on the production side for the actual earnings. So let's start off with SLB, formerly known as Schlumberger. They have changed their name to SLB. Ticker is S as in Sam, L as in Larry, B as in boy, SLB. And uh, they consider themselves kind of a tech services company now. So shares are down, as I mentioned. Uh, They're at new 2023 lows, down 19.3% year to date now. PE was elevated for a while, but now has come back down at 14.7. So I do consider that to be a value stock. PEG ratio is just 0.5. So that means it has both value and growth. It's under one. And that's a rare combination. Does pay a dividend yielding now 2.3% because the shares have come down. So what do these earnings look like? 2023 expected to be up 38% to $3.01 versus $2.18 last year. 2024, analysts are still bullish on that year too, up 25% to $3.76. Estimates, however, are mixed for 2023 over the last 60 days after they last reported earnings, first quarter earnings, five are higher, four are lower as those analysts had to kind of adjust once they reported in 2023 so that they could get a good handle on what was going on. Uh, with you know revenue and everything else, so um, they're they're just kind of neutral, waiting for the next earnings report here. But you can see with that earnings growth, this is not a trap. It is a value stock, and that earnings is expected to remain elevated because the producers, as I mentioned earlier, are all investing now. They have the cash. They are going out there to explore more, and that's good news for SLB. They are a global um, services company, so you're getting you know, uh, production and exploration globally with SLB. Okay, the second stock is also in services. We've talked about them before. 
but this is a smaller services company and it's just uh, North America, I believe. Next tier oil field solutions, ticker N as in Nancy, E, X as in X-ray, N-E-X. And this one is dirt cheap, PE of just 2.8, 2.8. Now, when you get a PE that low, a lot of people should be asking, what's wrong with this company? Like, what is happening? Why has the street abandoned it this much with the PE that low? Uh, PEG is a little elevated, but just 1.09. So a little over one on the PEG side. No dividend, but I'm not sure if they're doing a share buyback or other shareholder-friendly things. Um, you should look into that because they may very well be doing something with their free cash flow. <laughs> um, but what's the stock doing? Okay, year to date, it is down 17.7%. So that explains why it's so cheap. And it's not quite at the 2023 lows, but it's like kind of sinking towards that. It is a stock under $10 because this is a smaller cap stock. It is trading under $10. It's trading around $7.61 when I'm recording this at the end of May, 2023. But the 52-week low is $6.66, and the high is $12.50. So considerably higher a year ago. But again, that's when the Ukraine war was still uh, you know, in the early stages and all of energy stocks were higher. So what are those earnings expected to do? So 2023 earnings expected to be up just like SLB, but up 79% to $2.83 versus $1.58. So let's get this straight. They're gonna make 283 according to the analysts. The PE is just at 2.8 times. So uh, again, dirt cheap because those earnings are on the rise. 2024, uh, analysts see it a little bit weakening, um, down 9% to 2.57, but that's not that big of a decline. And this is a smaller cap company. So uh, you know that may change as we go through the year here. But uh, next year, does not have the global exposure like SLB does. So you basically have to be watching what kind of spending is being done in North America for next tier. But that's next tier oil field solutions, ticker NEX. Now we're gonna switch out of the services over to the producers, of course. Uh, there's a lot of choices you could choose. I chose EOG Resources, one of the large producers in the Permian. EOG is the ticker. Uh, dividend yielding 3%, but I urge everyone to not just look on what Yahoo Finance or Zacks has for the dividend because a lot of them are paying variables. Sometimes the variable is wrapped into what is showing up on Yahoo Finance. Sometimes it's not. So reconfirm the dividend if you're interested in the dividend to make sure you know what the base is uh, because the variable has come way down. Uh, year to date, these shares are down 17.5%. They're also not quite at the 2023 lows. Those were hit in March for many of the energy stocks, but it, they are sinking here um, in the end of May. PE is just nine, PEG ratio is 0.33. So what does that mean for the earnings? They are coming down because last year was such a tremendous year with the prices of crude and natural gas. So 
Analysts expect 1166. That's down 15% from 1376 last year. But 2024, they see reversal there up 9.9% to 1281. But that's all going to depend on what happens with crude and natural gas. The estimates are mixed for 2023 after that first quarter and hearing what the company's saying about production, CapEx, and everything else. They had a adjust, so four estimates are up, seven are down in the last 30 days. That's what we're seeing with a lot of these energy companies. It's very challenging to be an energy analyst right now on the earnings estimates side because so much is up in the air with the up and down of the crude and the natural gas prices. So that's EOG Resources, EOG. It has a little bit of value trappiness here, but they all the producers will because they're not going to make um, on earnings what they made last year, but still a cheap stock with a PE of just nine. Okay, stock number four is Occidental. Occidental Petroleum, ticker OXY. I did choose this one because Buffett is in it. He bought a little bit a um, couple months ago, I believe, was the last time, probably when it was hitting those new lows. Because year-to-date, it's down, but only 8.1% right now. And that is not the 2023 lows yet. Similar to EOG, it hasn't gone back to those like March lows, uh, but it is sinking. So we'll see. If it if it goes back to those lows, I am expecting Berkshire Hathaway to step in and buy a little bit more again. He's buying you know, dollar-cost averaging on the way down as it gets cheaper. So how cheap is it? PE of 11.4%. Peg of 0.5. It does pay one of the lower dividends because they were using free cash flow to pay off a lot of their massive debt. They are very debt heavy, Occidental, because they bought Anadarko a couple of years ago. That took a lot of debt to buy that big company. And so they spent last year with those great free cash flows buying debt. Um, but they are paying a dividend and it is yielding 1.2% right here. So what do these earnings look like? Well, you can really see the impact of the lower crude and natural gas prices. 2023 down 45% to $5.13 from 9.35 last year. 2024 analysts do expect the rebound, maybe because they expect crude to be higher, up 22.9% to 6.31. But again, keep in mind with a lot of these producers last year was a multi-year high on the earnings for these energy companies. We had we had crude for multiple months over $100. So it was just free cash flow for any unhedged company. Occidental is unhedged. And Occidental, remember, is uh, also in the chemical side. They do have quite considerable chemical business as well. So that makes them a little different than some of the other just pure play producers out there. So Occidental Petroleum, OXY. And then I didn't want to leave off big oil because uh, they too have seen their price or their stocks come down. Are they deals or are they traps? And so I chose ExxonMobil because they're the largest operator in Guyana. And that's one of the big oil and energy plays going forward in the future. So a large uh, discovery is going on there. In October 2022, Exxon announced two new discoveries themselves there. 
And so drilling is picking up and it's a great place to be, but not all the energy is in Guyana, but Exxon is. Uh, Exxon ticker XOM, of course. Uh, year to date, shares are down 7.1%, so not as terrible as some of the pure play producers. Uh, they're not quite at those March 2023 lows yet. I keep saying yet because the stocks are on the decline. They're going the wrong way, but if they get back to those lows, you could see some buying going on there, some accumulation. Um, what does the valuation look like? PE is just 10.9. PEG is 0.6, so those pretty cheap. Does pay a dividend, yielding 3.5%. That is the base dividend. Exxon is not paid a variable, so you will get the 3.5% with Exxon. That's pretty nice. And if the shares go lower, the dividend will rise there. Uh, 2023, what do the earnings look like? So like everybody else, they have come down off of last year. They're expected to be down 32% to 959 from 1406 last year. But 2024, analysts seeing a little bit of recovery up 2.2% to 980. Now, Exxon has even more parts than Occidental does. It too has a large chemical component. I think it's one of the largest chemical companies in North America. And it also has refining, the service stations, distribution, the whole nine yards. That's why it's called big oil and integrated because all of its parts are integrated. It can get the oil out of the ground. It can refine it. It can turn it into gasoline or chemicals and it can get it into your car all at one company. So that's what makes it different from several of these others. But those other businesses all have you know, their own business cycles as well, refining chemicals and the gasoline side. So you have to keep that in uh, mind when you're looking at these big oil type of companies. Um, so is ExxonMobil a trap or a value? Well, the earnings are expected to decline this year off of last year. That usually indicates a trappiness. But given that these are commodity plays and the commodity prices have come way down, I don't consider uh, these you know, similar kind of traps to some other cheap stocks because uh, earnings are still elevated even off of last year's, you know, multi-year highs. And uh, the outlook still looks good for commodity prices in oil and natural gas over the next year. So I'm expecting some of these earnings might be a little bit conservative, but we'll see if the Oil analysts are correct, and we go back above 80 into you know the 90 territory, then these earnings estimates will be revised higher as we go along through this year. But right now, you got to go with what's happening, and uh, WTI is at $68, not $88. So the estimates um, are where they are for good reason. So keep that in mind. But I still like the earnings on these companies. I still like energy. Uh, I still believe it's in a multi-year bull market. These kinds of pullbacks have been common even over the last three years. 
since they bottomed out in 2020. We've seen many pullbacks, many times where they got cheap again. And those were good buying opportunities. And with most of these companies, except for next year, you do get a dividend. Some of them uh, bigger than others. Some will pay more if the price of crude and natural gas rises again and their cash flows increase. They're still committed to at least 50% of free cash flow going back to shareholders with most of the producers and some of them as high as 70 or 80% going back to the shareholders. So it's a good place to be and it's cheap and out of favor once again. The street is turning its back on it again. Now these stocks may go much lower still because they, uh, you know, I don't feel like they bottomed in this latest pullback here. So I'm still on the sidelines waiting to get it a little cheaper on my favorite companies in this sector because I am greedy and I know I've gotten them cheaper on these pullbacks before. So I'm looking to do the same again. But if you're looking only for those stocks that are not value traps right here, that have the best earnings outlooks, it's still on the services side. So that would be SLB and next tier oil field services. There are others like Halliburton, Baker Hughes, some of those are the other big names. All of them have earnings that are on the rise here, not on the decline. So um, if you want the cheapness with the rising earnings, which is a really great combination, then look to the services. Okay, let me recap the stock tickers again for those of you uh, who didn't catch it the first time. So we had SLB, just is ticker S is in Sam, L is in Larry, B is in boy, SLB. Then we had next tier oil field solutions, ticker N is in Nancy, E is in Edward, X as in X-ray. Then we had EOG resources, the producer, ticker E as in Edward, O, G is in George, EOG. Then we had Occidental Petroleum, Buffett's favorite, O as in oxygen, X as in X-ray, Y, O-X-Y. And then we finished up with the big energy integrated ExxonMobil, ticker X as in X-ray, O-M as in Mary. And as always, I'm trying to bring you as many value stocks as I can. There's still a lot out there and a lot of stocks are getting even cheaper here because while the Fang Man is surging and those AI stocks are surging, a lot of other stocks are not right now. So could be a buying opportunity for some of your favorites. They're getting cheaper. Um, as I mentioned on energy stocks, I'm on the sidelines with a lot of the other value stocks myself, kind of waiting to see if I can get them even cheaper because yes, I'm greedy. So join me every week as we find these cheap stocks, cheap stocks with good earnings. That's what we look for. So you can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. We are on SoundCloud with the Zach's Market Edge podcast. I just did a podcast on the AI stocks with Andrew Rocco, one of Zach's strategists. He runs the Tech Innovator portfolio, so he's all, all up to date on those AI stocks. So go listen to that one on the Zach's Market Edge. It's on SoundCloud. It's also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But be sure to get our podcast somewhere, and I'll see you again next week with some more value. 
This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.